Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you so much. It is so exciting to see you guys here this morning. And I know you guys are excited to be here. And thank you for being here. If you are a visitor, we have some visitor's cards in front of you. If you would take them and fill them out. And when the offering plate comes by, put them in there or put them in one of the brown boxes you see around here. We thank you for being here. And we're honored with your visit. We thank you for choosing to join us this morning. Ushers, if you will, go ahead and come forward. A couple of things. Remember, February the 8th, we are doing a wild game dinner. So if you guys that love to hunt, that love to kill things, if you would bring your kill here and bring it with you and um, cook it and uh, bring it here, we would appreciate it. We're going to do this wild game dinner and we're going to have our, um, is my mic on? I'm good? All right. And then... Um, February 8th. Also, we're having a guest speaker called Jamie Ragel. He will be here doing the, um, I'll just wait a second. <laughs> I, guess, I feel like I'm, yes. So February 8th, we are having a wild game dinner and a guest speaker named Jamie Ragel will be here and uh, he'll be doing our revival that week. He is an amazing guy, amazing communicator. If you have lost friends, you're going to want to bring them to the Wild Game Dinner. You're going to want to bring them to church service on Sunday because he is amazing. He's awesome, and um, he is, you're going you're gonna to love him. So, ushers, if you will, go ahead and come forward, please, right now. And um, we're going to kick things off with our offering. And uh, while we're doing that, while they're coming up, let's pray over our service. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for giving us the privilege of being here today to, to worship you, to come here and stand and, and sing songs of praise to you and sing hymns to you and to worship you, the God of creation. We thank you for allowing us to breathe breath today to live life today, and to live it for you. We ask, Father, for your blessings on this service, and we pray, Father, that uh, you will watch over us now, and you'll protect hearts, you will open hearts, and you will uh, unite us, Father. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
O God, our lamp, who turns our darkness into light. Help us fill our clay bowls with the oil of wisdom, hope, and confidence in who you are. Help us light this oil with the fire of faith and help us then take the next step on the path that you have illuminated in front of us. We stand, let's continue in worship, the light of the world. me. 
your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Your God will be your glory and your days of sorrow will end.
I was thinking about that um, phrase, as we gaze on your kingly brightness, and there was a time when to gaze um, at God would result in death. What an incredible gift we've been given that because of Jesus, the light of the world, who makes us righteousness in God's sight, with his righteousness, we can look at God and not be consumed, but be made alive. turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. We're going to go um, through a lot of verses today. Um, 17 as a matter of fact. So it's going to be a, a long drive, but hopefully we'll get there in a short amount of time. Long way to get there, short time to go. Move on Bennett, move on Bennett, go. All right. How many of you guys like new things? How many of you guys like new stuff? 
I, 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 mean, I don't know about you, but I like new stuff. How many of you guys like new cars? Now, everybody, raise your, most of you at least like to walk in or sit in a new car and smell it, right? You guys like that new car smell. I mean, they've tried to bottle that stuff, and I just don't know if they can perfect it. But, but the, 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 the thing is, that new car smell is nothing more than the plastic and vinyl just giving off gas. You think, how come my car doesn't smell like that? Well, you're used to it. You've dirtied it up. You've got stuff in there, and it's no longer that new car. But a new car is nothing more than going into a new car and smelling the plastic and vinyl just giving off gas. So next time you go visit a new car, just think about that. Think, I'm just not used to this car yet. But we like new things. And the Bible describes that when you became a believer, you became something new. Now, how many of you remember what it was like when you first became a believer? Raise your hands. <clears throat> For some of you, that newness, that life change, it was so radical and so different, it was very new. Some of you, you just didn't have much of a radical change. It was a slow process, but your mindset and everything changed. And there is a new concept about Jesus and this life that you're living. But sometimes what happens is, let me just set that to the side. Sometimes what happens is things get old. They get dull and, and things don't feel as new anymore. Now, if I were to ask you a question now, how many of you are excited about Jesus Christ today, right now, as you were the moment you got saved? How many hands would go up? I don't, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. I don't want to embarrass some of you. But how many of you feel that way? For some of you, it might be, man, I am more excited today than it was then. And for some of you, it's like, I just don't know. Something has happened, and I'm just not there like I used to be. And that's what happens. And so Paul, in chapter 3, he has gone through this, this theological um, argument about Jesus Christ in the first two chapters. And in 3, the first part, he's bridging the gap, uh, the first four verses. And then we get into the meat of it, of practical living in the, in, in the following verses. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to give you three phrases I'm going to give you three phrases. I'm going to go ahead and give them to you right now. I want you to remember them. Three, three phrases to help you, if you're not excited about Jesus Christ right now, to help, as excited as you were when you got saved, or if you want to be more excited, I'm going to give you three phrases that will help you in your life. The first phrase is put up. Put up. The second phrase, put off. And the third phrase is put on. And we're going to hit each of those phrases, put up, put off, put on. We're going to hit each of those three phrases as we go through this. So let's look at the first four verses. Colossians 3, verses 1 to 4. We're going to read these and then I want to pray. It says, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, 
then you also will appear with him in glory. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the apostle's words uh, that we have this morning that, that you gave him to tell these people in Colossians, in the city of Colossae. We ask that you'll just be with us now as we go through these verses and we talk about them and how they can impact our life. It's in your name we pray. Amen. And so when we read these, these verses, there's a key word that stands out in my mind. How many of you can guess what that word is? One word. There, there's one word, but I'm going to add a phrase to it. One word stands out in my mind. And it's repeated. Okay, this is, this is a pop quiz now. You all failed. <laughs> the word is above. It's repeated twice, above. See, it says, seek the things above. And then he says also, he says, set your mind on things above. And so Paul, he has gone through the first two chapters, and now he's acting like a coach to these people because he needs to encourage them. How many of you guys love a great coach? I do. I love a great coach because they can motivate, they can push you, they can get you to do things you wouldn't normally do. And that's what Paul becomes. He becomes this coach. And he's saying, you have, I've taught you all this stuff in these first, two ver these first two chapters. Now we're going to get to the practical side. And so I want to encourage you. I want to coach you up on some things. He says, your mind needs to be placed on someplace other than right here. Your attention needs to be placed on somewhere other than right here. It needs to be placed on Jesus Christ. It needs to be placed on him. Your mindset needs to be placed on Jesus Christ. And, and, and where's Jesus at? He's seated up in heaven with the Father. He is sitting at his right hand. And he's saying, you need to focus on God's kingdom. God's kingdom here on earth and God's kingdom in heaven where Jesus Christ is. Your motivation, your thoughts should be on Jesus Christ because if he is raised from the dead, you will also be raised. And he says, what more exciting thing can you have? But when Jesus Christ, who is your life, he appears again, and you will also appear with him in glory. What more exciting thing can you have in your life than to be with Jesus Christ when you die? There's nothing more exciting than that. And he's coaching them up saying, you guys need to get with the program. Here's what you need. You need a fresh look on life. You need to think about what's up there and stop worrying about what's down here. And so he goes through this and he talks to them. And I want to ask you a question. What happens when you constantly get bombarded with people around you telling you what you believe is wrong? You get wore out. You get hurt. You get tired. And this is the same stuff these people are dealing with. They're told, oh, Jesus Christ, he's not what you've been taught. You're, you're, you're believing a lie. And Paul's having to come in and say, no, they're actually trying to lead you astray. You get bombarded, you get wore out, you get tired, you, keep, you think sometimes, is what I really believe what I, what I should be believing? Yes, if it's about the Bible, you should believe it. And so he's encouraging these people. How many of you guys have rough days like that? You just, you, you have a rough day. 
People say, man, I don't want your God. I don't care about your God. I don't believe in your God. He doesn't do anything for me. Why should I care about Jesus Christ? You have people in your life that are like that. You have people in your life, you look at and you're like, man, I just don't even want to go there today. I don't want to go with them today. It's always a nag. It's always something because they know I'm a believer and it affects me. You need some encouragement. You need a pick-me-up. You need something. You need to put your mind in the right place. You need to put your mind where Jesus Christ is. You need to focus on him rather than on what's going on down here. Because where he's seated at is where your mind should be at. And that's what he's saying. Set your mind on things above, not on the things down here. Because you need a new perspective. You need a new, new thought. And that is Jesus Christ. And so in, in that, I want to talk about this for a few moments. When I was in college, we were always told you need to have a daily quiet time. You need to have a time every day where you spend with God. You need to get up as early in the morning as you can. Jerry Falwell would get up there and he'd say, you are in sin if it is sunlight and you're still in bed. And half the kids at school, we were still in bed because we had all this homework we had done. None of us are getting up at this crack of dawn. He was up at 5 o'clock every morning going through his devotions, reading uh, my utmost for his highest and doing his Bible reading. But God has designed it because his word is alive. It is true. It is, it is uh, faithful that he has designed it to get to know him, to get our minds on him. One of the things we have to do is read his word. We need to get into his word. We need to study his word because getting into his word helps us to understand him and to put our mind on him. And so that's why it's important that every day you have a time that you read God's word so that God's word, because it is alive and powerful, can come into your heart, can penetrate your heart, and it can give you the mind of Christ. And so what happens is, is, is we're told, okay, now we're going to read through the Bible in a year. Now, how many of you have started out to read through the Bible in a year and you get to Leviticus and you say, man, I can't do it. Numbers sometimes. And we get there and we're like, oh, and Next year's resolution, I'm going to read through the Bible again. Well, same thing's going to happen next year. Let me give you some advice. Read, try, to read the, try to read through it. If you have an app, get an app and listen to God's Word. That way you don't have to read it, you can listen to it. But I want to give you something else to do instead. Instead of trying to get through the Bible and read through it in a year so you can mark it off your calendar and say, man, I did it. I want you to maybe download an app called Dwell, or if you have an audio book on there, um, like Audible, I have, um, you know, God's Word uh, Masterpiece or something like that, and it's like this narrative reading of it, or you can use UVerse, uh, and you can listen to it there. But what I want you to do is take a different approach this year. I don't want you to take this whole Bible and try to read the entire thing all the way through in 12 months and you get bogged down in Leviticus or Numbers or, or one of the prophets thinking, man, this just doesn't help me. What I want you to do is take a chunk of scripture every day, a little passage, you know, paragraph, two paragraphs, if you have the Bible, it does that. 
And what I want you to do, I want you to take that passage, and instead of just reading it, I want you to read through it a couple of times, and I want you to pull out the main truths. I want you to look at the subject, the, the, the action, and everything that's going on there, and I want you to study just that little bit for that day. Rather than taking 20 minutes to read a whole three chapters, because if you read three chapters a day of the Bible, you'll get through it in a year. Rather than reading three chapters, I just want you to take a passage. Spend that 15, 20 minutes on it just looking at that one little section. Because what you'll find is you might not make it through the Bible an entire year, but what you did was you learned more about God's Word than you did just reading it. And it will become more memorable for you. And you'll be able to take that passage of Scripture because you've studied it and you've looked at it and you've meditated a lot now. You'll be able to use it in your own life. You'll be able to do something with it rather than just reading through it and saying, hey, I read through it. Throw me a party. You will have something tangible that works for you. And you spent no more time than 15 to 20 minutes than you would reading three chapters. And you're going to find that you won't get bogged down reading just that little bit. Just a piece of advice. And so, and, and, and so the reason why we do that is to get our minds set on the things above. So when we get to verses 5 to 11, if you will go, go ahead and let me see those, I want you to put off some things. I want you to put off. He says, therefore, put to death what belongs to your natural, your earthly na nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. He says, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them, but now put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old self and its practices and put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the Creator in Christ. And there is not Greek or Jew, circumcision, uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free. But Christ is all in all. All right. So I read through a list here of sins. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to go and extrapolate and talk about all these individually, but I kind of want to group them. There are 12 different sins mentioned here. I believe Paul mentions these particular 12 because they are the ones that that culture was dealing with. And if you look at it, it's very similar to our culture, very similar to the things that you face daily. And he tells them the key word that I look at is put to and in one's place, he says, death or put away. But the whole concept of is to get rid of this stuff. It's bad news. It's horrible. It's not good for you. And you look at this list and you're like, well, you know, I, some of this stuff doesn't apply to me. Well, there's some of it that will. You know, lying, slandering, malice, wrath. You know, we get angry. We get mad sometimes. Things happen in life. Now, does that mean that when I read that list, if something happens in there, I'm not a believer? No, that's not what he's saying. But what he is saying is, if these are a continual practice in your life, there's something wrong. If you say you're a believer, there's something wrong. And so what I want to talk to you about is how you can deal with these things. And how you can deal with them is what is revealed to us in... Um, let me see the verse 
I think it's 10 and 11, it says, you are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the Creator. So how do you renew yourself? Because the, that, that's the key word to me of putting all this stuff off, is the renewal of your mind, renewing your mind. The, 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 the idea is to renew your mind daily, because that list, your willpower alone is not going to do it. Your willpower alone is not going to get you through all that. I mean, you can sit there and say, man, I am fasting from cussing. You know, everybody's fasting about something these days. Some of you guys, it's going to be the, the language. And you know what? You might go out there, somebody, you know, cuts in front of you, and you just might, boom, there's that four-letter word. I, my, I messed up. It's, it's, so it's the mindset. How do we put these things off? Well, you can't. Now, he's saying that you once were partakers of this. You once did all these things, but you've put it off of you. How did they do that? How were they able to put all this stuff off? It's the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Well, it happens at conversion. When you believe in Jesus Christ, when you come to know Jesus Christ, you have what happens. A new mind, right? Because you believe differently now about Jesus Christ. You believe differently. And when he comes in and saves you, what happens? You become a what? A new creature, a new creation. We're going to show you that in a few moments. When you become a new creature, a new creation, you no longer have to live the way you used to live. You no longer have to live a life like that. But what happens is, so many times people say, I have to do all this stuff and get rid of all that stuff before I can ever be a Christian. I have to put all that stuff away. Let me just tell you this. You're not going to do it. If you're waiting to put all this stuff away to become a Christian, that will never happen. Because you're not renewing your mind. You're trying to do it all by yourself. You're trying to put all this stuff away on your own, and it's never going to happen. It is through the power of Jesus Christ. And so how does that happen? Let me give you a couple of verses here. Let me see the next verse that I have for him. It is Romans 6, 6. It says, for we know that our old self was crucified with who? Jesus Christ. So that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless. So we may no longer be enslaved to sin. Do you see that? It is through the power of Jesus Christ working in your life that you have the ability to no longer be enslaved to all this other stuff. And that list isn't complete. <coughs> we could add a whole bunch more stuff to it. Everybody has their own vices they deal with. Everybody, every single person in here has something they have to deal with. It might be ego. It might be pride. It could be greed. It could be Lying. It could be anything. You know, some of you guys tell white lies. I know it. You think, oh, just a little white lie is not going to hurt anything. You know, I, we, we've all done it. When I was a teenager, I did it. We've all, we all, you know, people do that. What does it say? Put it off. Isn't the telling the truth easier than telling a lie? Not always. But is the outcome better? Well, if you're my kids, the outcome's a whole lot better. <laughs> just tell you that right now if you were my kid that outcome tell the truth it's a whole lot better than if you told a lie 
And so it is in life. You start telling lies, it catches up to you. And you have to tell more and more lies to get out of the first one you told. And by the time you get done with it, you're thinking, man, the truth would have been a lot easier. But we get in that mindset because we are being dominated by the rule of sin. But Jesus, Jesus came to break that mentality. Let's just see the next verse. It says, Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And then the last one, let me see that one. I believe I have one more. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, 16 says, So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. That's describing the sin in our bodies. And it is our inner self is being renewed day by day. Being renewed day by day. So how is, how is my mind being renewed in Jesus Christ? Well, I believe Paul was dealing with this passage to reflect what he just told us. You get renewed day by day by spending time with God, by focusing on God, like in verses 1 to 4, by renewing your mind of the truths of Scripture every day, so that you can combat this stuff. Because the more I read God's word, the more that I read and listen to God's word, the more that I reflect on myself, the more that I see his word in my life and I reflect on it, it does something in me. It works in my heart because God's word is alive. It says his word is alive and sharper than a two-edged sword that divides all the way to the morrow. And so what happens is, as I get into God's Word, as I study God's Word, it begins to change me inside. And I begin to get renewed. And he, you look at what he says, renewed day by day. That's why you have a daily time you spend with God. Because you need it every day. Because what happens is, if you don't do it every day, You'll find, oh, I can slip today. I can maybe slip another day. Before you know it, these things that you have put off are starting to creep back into your life. You know, I was talking to somebody today. They've, you know, they, they, they've had a problem, you know, major problem with things in life. And they found out that as they spent time in God's Word, as they started meditating on God's Word, they found that that old life they used to live in, they're a believer. That old life they, they used to live, it got a lot easier to deal with. They didn't spend time in God's Word. Those vices that they dealt with became harder and harder to deal with. I mean, let's face it. You're a new creature, but you still have the old self there. It wants to fight. It wants to, it, it, it's like two dogs. You have a good dog and a bad dog. You feed both dogs, they're both going to get stronger and stronger. You stop feeding one, you feed the other, that dog's going to get fed, it's going to overtake the other dog. you still got two natures inside of you. You're a new creature, you can fend off that old nature through the power of Jesus Christ, but it takes the renewal day by day. So that's how you put it off. Renewing your mind day by day. And as all that happens, I want you to use the third one, put on. Put on, let's read the verses. He says, therefore, it is God's chosen ones. I want you, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you can mark yourself there. You are a chosen one. And look at how it describes you. 
holy, and dearly loved. You are holy and loved. He says, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, you also are to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ to which you were also called into one body rule your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you. No wisdom teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through faith in Him. And so, so here's the thing. Here's, here's the vices that we need, not the vices, but the virtuous things that we need to put on. It's a list. It's a lot smaller list. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forbearance, forgiveness, and love, and peace. And we think about it, and you're like, man, that's a lot to ask of me. That's a lot to do. Let me put it like this. As you begin to renew your mind by spending time with God, by focusing in on Jesus Christ, setting your mind on things above, these things begin to happen more naturally. It's not natural for you to act the way he's talking here sometimes. I mean, somebody cuts you off is the first reaction. Oh, God bless them. I love them. <laughs> no, it's to put your foot on that pedal and go. Rrr! When somebody cusses you out, you sit there and say, God bless you. <laughs> no. What'd you do that for? Hey, hey, you, you and your family. Back at you. It's not natural. It's not natural for us to be like that. And yet Jesus Christ says, hey, if they steal from you, give them your coat. If they talk, you know, evil of you, speak, you know, talk nice to them. Turn the other cheek. These are not natural things. But you're going to find out that as you renew your mind daily, you put up, you start putting off, you're going to start putting on all these virtues. You're going to start living the life naturally that you never thought you could. You're going to start living the life the way God tells you you're going to live it. Because it becomes more natural to, because you're feeding the new creation. You're feeding that new creature. And God's word is going in and penetrating it, changing you, changing your mind, renewing you and breathing fresh air into your life. I'm telling you what, God's word is a breath of fresh air every time I read it. Every time I look at it, every time I see his, little, his words in there, even if it's just, you know, and Jesus wept. One of the shortest verses in the Bible. In some versions, it is the shortest. But even that little bit has a breath of fresh air in it for me. God loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, if you can't read that and get excited, then there's something wrong with your heart. There is something wrong with what's inside of you. 
Now, I want you to take this challenge, and I want you to get in God's Word. I want you to get in there, and I want you to get renewed by doing it. And you're going to find that this happens. Let me give you a word of advice, though. If you get into it, and you start doing this, but there's no change, maybe there's no new man in you, no new woman. Maybe there's nothing new inside of you, but that's okay, because you'll find out that as you get to know God's Word, He's going to reveal Himself more and more to you, and if you're not a believer, you will be by the time you get done reading His Word. Some of you have lives you're living right now because of the way you spend time in God's Word. Your life is a reflection of the time you spend with God. And, and, and I think that is the truth for the most part. Your life is a true reflection of the time you spend with God. You sit there, you want to cuss. You sit there, you want to talk nasty. You want to do a lot of stuff. How much time are you spending in God's Word? Well, 30 seconds, a minute. I get that brief minute that comes on the radio. Well, a minute with God, a minute of your life, it's a reflection of what you live. I get to it every Sunday when I come to church. That'll be good for half the day. That's about all it's good for. It's about half a day, a day. You know, come tomorrow. That's why people, they go to church on Sunday and live like the devil on Monday because God's word is not staying in their heart. They're not be renewing every day. And so he says, put on all these things, and it's done by the renewing of your mind. And it's just a reflection of what he's been talking about in verses 1 to 4. You're living the new life in Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit. is crucifying that old self by the renewing of your mind. And look at verses 16 and 17. I want to read these again. It says, let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude. How many of you guys sing with gratitude in your heart? How many of you sit there and you sit on there and you put on a praise song on the radio and you start thinking, oh man, that is me. Now, some of you might need to change your station. Just a word of advice. You know, I know you guys like country up here. I know you like country western. Some of you even like rap. Some of you like some of this other stuff. You know, you need to get in there and get you a good praise song every now and then. And you need to listen to it. You know that song, Noel, that we played two weeks ago? I, I cry every time I hear it. Because it's a look what God has done. Noel, look at what God has done. You know, I'll sit there in my time down in my office. You know, I'm either listening to talk radio or I'm listening to a, a, a playlist that I have called prayer. And, and I use it when I pray. I use it when I study God's words. And I just have all these praise songs that are just going on, filling my mind. Because I want to not just know God. I want to sing praises to him. I want to reflect on what he's doing in me. I like to identify with some of these songs and say, man, that is me. That is hitting me. When was the last time you had a good cry listening to a song? And it's not because you're listening to the country western song that says she took your money, she took your car, she took everything you had. 
It's because you're listening to God's word and it's speaking to your heart and it's penetrating inside of you. And it's breathing life into you. When's the last time you had that? Now, if I were to take a survey and don't raise your hands, don't raise your hands. How many of you feel fresh and renewed right now? I'm going to tell you, you can have it. If you're a believer, you can have it by putting up, putting off, and putting on the renewing of your mind daily. It's all through the power of Jesus Christ and his word. You want to be different? You got to live different. And that living different is impossible without help from God who gives us his word to do it. Put up, upward. Put off, put it off, put on, put on this new life. Put on these seven things, these virtues that he's given us. Love, gentleness, peace, patience, humility, kindness. I use the term forbearance. It's patience, forgiveness. And love, unity. Put them on. Put them on because God's word is going to change you. It's going to make you alive. It's going to freshen your life up. You're going to feel like you just got out of the shower. Spray some good cologne on. You're going to get up and you're going to wake up and you're going to be refreshed because of God's word in your life. If it doesn't happen for you, then you have a heart problem. At least you know where you stand, and you can work on that. And let God penetrate into you through the Holy Spirit to convict you that you need to change your mind about Jesus Christ. Got it? All right, let's, let's bow in prayer. Worship team, if you'll come up. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your words. Thank you for Colossians chapter 3, this practical advice that Paul gives us about putting our focus on Jesus Christ. And then doing the impossible task of putting all these things to, to death, crucifying it. And knowing it's because we have a new spirit inside of us that we're able to do. And that new spirit, that new creature thrives on your word and, and meditating on you and spending time with you. And that through that, we are able to put on this new life. We thank you, Father. Continue to watch over us now. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You go there. We're going to open up the altars here. So if you want to come forward, you can come forward there or pray in the back. And then um, go ahead and stand.
Thank you. You guys may be seated for a second. I have um, Tony Masters. She's going to come up here for a second and uh, talk about our CPR class. They're going to be offering. I think so. It should be. Good morning. Good morning. So um, before we talk about CPR and AED and first aid and all that fun stuff, I need to first um, thank you on behalf of our entire family, both sides of our family, for um, loving and supporting us and praying with and for us, and feeding us, and hugging us, and letting us cry, and letting us not be okay. And we've not been okay since November, but we do know that our maker is perfect, and he loves us, and our loved ones are whole and complete and perfect. And so we thank you for being our family. Okay, thank you. Okay, so that being said, um, um, yeah, we have a first aid CPR AED class coming up January 25th. It's been a few years, and a few of you have been on me pretty heavy to get this class back. And so the class is coming back. So this thing I'm holding in my hand, if you don't know what it is, or don't know how to use it, or don't know where it's at, you should be at this class. So this is an AED, and it can uh, restart your heart, get it back in rhythm if it need be, need be um, back in rhythm. And so that day, January 25th, we'll be here all day from 8.30 to 5, learning essential skills that could help you save someone you love or a stranger in Walmart, okay? So we'll learn CPR, how to run an AED, how to provide first aid, how to recognize a stroke, and what to do about those things so that you are not a powerless victim. You can help someone. Um, so I encourage you to sign up for this. There's information in the bulletin that's very specific about um, how you can sign up. There is a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board in the entryway. Um, there will be several of us here to help teach you. We'll also feed you, hopefully healthy stuff. Um, but we'll give you courage and wisdom so that you know what to do if you're called into a, a scary situation. So if you guys have any questions about that class, go ahead and let me know. Um, it's actually a donated opportunity from a lady that runs a CPR um, business. Um, 
as a, and then those that don't work with the youth, we're asking for a small donation to, um, it's all going to actually go towards the youth program. So it's all the way around this program, the CPR class is going to be giving back to Akashma. So thank you so much. You know, um, I encourage you, I encourage everybody to take a CPR class. I've, I've had them, um, you know, when we did fostering and all that, I, we ended up taking them and where my wife worked at before, they had to take them for CPR for kids in school. And it's just, it's a benefit that you can have that you can take with you and you hope you never have to use it. But in the event something happens, you, you'll be prepared enough to know what to do that could obviously save somebody's life. That could, that could be the difference between them meeting their maker that day and them living here on earth. And, and, and while I love them for, to meet their maker, some people I look at, they might not be a believer. I don't want them to go yet. I want them to know about Jesus Christ. And so it's a great way for you to be able to take care of your family and other people. So if you will, I would encourage you to register for that. And now let us close in prayer. And, um, and uh, we'll be dismissed with a song. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for your words this morning and just the power that is contained in your words. We just ask that you'll just be with us now, Father. It's in your name we pray. Amen. <laughs>